man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Throne Room Breakdown. This is Jason Jones. This is Kenny Carraway. We back, baby. We back. And Jason, as I as we come back, um, you you can't see me right now. We're not doing a Zoom, but I'm giving you that uh, I'm giving you that your vet look that you would give Jody and Baby Boy. I'm giving you that uh, that Rodney look that he gave Jody and Baby Boy right oh, now. Damn. You know you know why? Because for the last three or four days. Um, inspired by uh, a piece that, you know, our main man in the media room, Matt George, did uh, on the 2002 team. I've been going back and looking at that 2002 playoffs, bro. And it's just it's just brought back old feelings all over again right now. And you, you're going to catch the wrath of that, man. You're no, going to catch the wrath of what happened. It don't, it don't change nothing. So, yeah, be mad. I, I, I'd, be mad, I, I'd be mad if I'd be mad if my team lost game one and game seven at home and blew a 20-point lead in game. I'd be mad, too. Come on, man. So, look, in all honesty, though, um, Jason, one thing that I keep taking from 2002 that upsets me the most, right? They lost games, you know, game four, Ori shot, game six, even game seven. Frustrating, whatever the case may be. Looking back on it, the thing that upsets me the most is I really believe that franchise, this franchise, whatever you want to say, got robbed of the the natural progression that – every other team has gone through. Like, even back in 2002, I was like, okay, I was, I'm was i old school where I believe, like, you got to get your heart broken to learn from that, right? And they hadn't gone through it. And 2002 was the heartbreak, and they got robbed of being able to carry that on. If you look back, you got the Pistons, you know, they uh, couldn't get past Boston. And then they lost a heartbreaker to the Lakers in 88, I think, or 87. They rebounded, all that other stuff. Lakers couldn't beat the Celtics forever. You know, like going back to Jerry West days, they got back over that. Jordan and the Bulls. Even Kobe, like when he was by himself, he got blasted by the Celtics in a game six and came back and was, you know, had that opportunity to redeem himself. And that... King's squad because of Weber's injury the following year never got an opportunity to learn to grow and uh, get an opportunity to 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 rebound from those from those uh, yeah. 2002 me, outbreaks. I've always felt like that was the bigger thing was 2003. I thought that team could have won. That, that team definitely could have won a chip. I thought they were going to win. I I, I yeah. thought they were going to win. I thought they were on. They had, they had gone through what they needed to go through, and I thought they were ready. And wow, I look at it. I look at it in terms of being a legit title contender. They were only what I saw as a legit contender two years, and the second year Webb got hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. And and the thing is, to me, what they I thought they would have learned from O two was number one, take care of business at home, and secondly, you got to be tougher mentally when when things go really bad. You can't care, and I I still to, to this day believe that Kings team was lost game seven in game six. Because as mm. bad as that game was, as bad as those calls were, I felt like when I watched that game, they never got over game six. No. And, and, then, and, and even that, and even in game seven, you got, what, a 15-point lead at home? You got to close that. You have got to close that. And the, and the thing about it, going back and watching some of these games, I even watched the Mavericks series, and it kind of just brought back 
all the feelings I have about the Mavericks organization. Jason, I'm a professional. When it's time to be professional, I will always be professional. But as a fan, I hate the Dallas Mavericks. I really do. I do not like <laughs> that organization. I don't like the Mavericks. And watching those games, it just brought it all back. I don't know what it is about them. It just brought it all back. Like people go Maybe crazy over those- Dirk and Nash. And Bibby and Weber destroyed Dirk and Nash destroyed them. Yeah. They oh, were yeah. going to work. Oh, yeah. And I just, yeah. There's a so reason there's why that. Nash ended up in Phoenix. There's a reason why Nash ended up in Phoenix. Bibby ate him alive. Because remember, in that, in that remember, remember a couple of those series and they played Dallas. The guy who was killing the Kings was Nick Van Exel. Oh, Nick the Quick was balling. Nick, the Nick Quick would was come balling. off the bench. It was like, it was like, y'all better not let, y'all better keep Nick on the bench because Nick would yeah. come in and, and put in work. He was he was a he was a big time problem. But to but to your point about them losing the game uh seven and game six, one thing that I saw from that team watching them throughout that play playoffs is I don't want to say they weren't um mentally tough because they actually won a lot of road games in those playoffs and like yeah. I think you have to be tough mentally to win those games. Mm-hmm. But I would say they were kind of immature. Like they they let calls that went against them affect them way way too much like they were getting technicals they were doing all these theatrics and it was a sign of immaturity it was a sign of in my opinion not being on that stage at that level having those expectations before and I, I, I listened to something the other day where Doug Christie talked about that game seven and he said that he w- his energy was out of the roof in that game seven like out of the roof and he said it kind of maybe affected him in a negative way because he didn't know how to harness those emotions. And he looked yeah. across the court and Shaq and Kobe had been there before they had done this yeah. and mm-hmm. it was, it was business and they handled it. And you only get that stuff by being in those environments. And they only got one shot to be in those environments. Yeah. That's, I guess that's kind of what I'm yeah. getting at. They never they got a chance. Those teams got smacked around by Carl Malone and them and, and John mm-hmm. Stockton. Yeah. I'm a kid. It drove me crazy that Eddie Jones couldn't, figure out Jeff Hornacek in the playoffs. I'm like, my God, Eddie, you killed this dude in the regular season. Get to the playoffs, you look scared. You know, and I remember right, that Shaq, right. remember my king's minority owner, Shaquille O'Neal, Omega Sci-Fi member, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal, Rue. But uh, what, what the thing is, what he said was, uh, when he looked across the court that game seven, he looked at the kings and said, we got them. They can't beat mm. us. They can't mm. beat us. He said, he said they looked like they weren't ready. And they mm. had, they had, they had been through so many, you know, battles at that point. I was like, okay, you know, and, and Phil had trained them, you know, yeah. take, absorb their shot. They're going to come out. They're going to hit you right in the mouth, absorb it, you know, take, you know, and just, you know, people forget two years, this was just two years before the Lakers were down 15 at home in a game seven in the conference finals to Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in that one, that's the game where Phil calls the timeout and tells them, you guys look scared, basically, right. you know, they you know, slow down, take a deep breath and impose your will. Yeah. And then they went on that big run, you know, so. But so I guess yeah, they, enough, that team yeah. only got one chance. I think that's what upsets me more than anything as I look back at it. None, none, no other team. I mean, I guess it's so Sacramento. You know, we feel like we're so snake bitten in a lot of ways. But like no other championship team, you know, in history. Maybe you could say Phoenix, but I mean, whatever. But the majority of these opportunities, you get multiple chances. And that team really only got one chance. And yeah. it sucks. So, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at you like Rodney right now. I'm pulling up in the Accord, pulling up uh, on your block, and, and slowly rolling down the window like Rodney yeah, because but then going, of your but, affiliation. But then, but then you shoot and you miss. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Come on. <laughs> 
That's cold. That's cold. I guess yeah. I'm definitely like Rodney right now. And yeah, yeah. If I'm affiliated with them Kings, I'm, I'm definitely uh, like Rodney right now. But enough of the O2 team. I mean, I don't think we'll have basketball for a little while, so we can go in the past. We're going we to be doing um, that a lot. Yeah, so. for, for a little while. But I wanted to talk to you and I wanted you to talk to the people about um, – you you had a pretty I thought it was pretty genius pretty cool little king survey that mm-hmm. uh, you put up on Twitter and I had some interesting questions about this current team yeah. Um, and yeah man just talk talk about some of the things you found in that yeah I just want to hit on a few a couple of the questions uh, some of it, you know it's kind of getting people's idea how the season went and where where the fans were and the thing about social media is that you tend to either hear the angriest people tend to be the ones that have a lot to say. Mm. Yeah. And so I just I want to kind of get an idea of just kind of know, I, you know is the fan base in a bigger scope maybe just more level headed than 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 Twitter would indicate and turns out that's right you know kind of asked you know just uh, how would you assess essentially where the Kings were until the you know when play was suspended and at this point about forty percent believe that the injuries really kept the Kings from being what they could have been or could mm. be you know and that's. What I've, what I've been saying all year is that, hey, all things considered, you lose De'Aaron Fox at a part of the season where you're still learning each other. You pretty right. much don't have Marvin all year. Then you lose Rashawn for 25 games. All things considered, to be where they were three and a half out with a you know, legit chance to make the playoffs. So to me, I said, to me, if you're a Kings fan and you're rational, you really can't be mad at that. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that was uh, kind of telling. And then I kind of, you know, some of it was, you know, scroll down a little bit more. You know, fans love De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Uh, and who was the who was the biggest surprise? Who who, who led that? Uh, Rashawn Holmes by not even close. Followed, See, by I, Kent, I, followed by Kent Bazemore. I thought I liked the Rashawn Holmes signing when it happened. I'm not going to say I saw him being the, like he's played great. Like he's played higher than my expectations. Um, but I I thought he could play. I was intrigued by him when they signed him. I put Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn and his, I don't know what they play, like 10, 15 games. He played mm-hmm. great. Like, and I didn't think Alex Lynn, I thought he could be a big body or whatever, mm-hmm. but he was more than that. Like, he played great in his time. That was that yeah. was my biggest surprise. See, and I felt, I felt vindicated and validated because last summer when I said the Kings should resign Costa as a big body, Everyone was like, oh, you just want your buddy around. I'm like, I think they need a big body or two. I said, I think I don't, I mean, the hell with me. I said, you ask my opinion. I don't think they need a, a seven-footer shooting threes. I think they need a guy who can mm. be on the court and doesn't need the ball. Right. And right. so everyone thought I was an idiot. And I was like, see, I told you. I said, they're two. They were, I'm like, okay, whatever. I said, I don't think, I said, it was, for me, it was never a knock on Dwayne Dedman. I just said, I don't see why you need another guy shooting the ball. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I said, you know, I, I thought she needed a, a, a pick and roll guy. That's why I like the I, I like the idea of a, of a DeAndre Jordan type, a big body who will block shots, set screens, roll to the rim. Mm-hmm. And you got mm-hmm. that in homes for way less for half the price. So right. I felt vindicated. You know, not that anyone cares, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and then I, I had a couple of you know, Luke Walton questions, surprisingly. More than half of the respondents say they feel good about Luke being the coach going forward. If you read now, that Twitter, that surprises you, the hell out of me. If you read Twitter, you swear Luke Walton was the worst coach you know ever, and I think every team has their 
they're like, uh, coach, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, why did we ever hire him? And I think, it, you know, I was like, you just swore they hired me to coach the way, you know, you read, <laughs> so, you know. And then I kind of, then the, kind of the idea of how do you assess his job, nearly half of the respondents said they thought he did a good, made some good, did a good job, made some good decisions, you know, whether mm-hmm. it was benching, you know, benching Deadman early, moving, yeah. but, you know, moving Buddy to the bench. And I think what people don't understand about the dynamic of a coach is that, those are two major things to do. Right. You sat their number one free agent act, act edition after four games. Mm-hmm. And then the guy the guy you gave the biggest extension to of the offseason, you sat him too. Right. And yeah. if those if those blow up, no <laughs> and, <laughs> and and in both cases it was the right decision. So I think you know, I think if you you know the, the complete picture was Luke perfect, no, but to me no coach is perfect. The thing is that a lot of times if you have a Giannis or a LeBron or a Kawhi, your mistakes get covered up because those guys can say, you know what, I'll go get 10 on my own real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. the, the Kings, didn't, especially when De'Aaron was out, you didn't have a guy who could cover up those mistakes or whatever the right. case may be. And I've noticed that, like, the whole idea of the rotation, bad teams always, fans always complain about the rotation. <laughs> because you're always thinking that there's some guy not playing who would fix everything. It's like the backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's, to me, it's to me, it's the laziest argument. Well, what about the rotation? Well, what about some what about some good players? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, conveniently enough, any team LeBron plays on doesn't have a problem with rotations, right? Yeah, it's like, well, how come that guy don't play more than ten minutes? Well, who cares? We got LeBron and AD, or who cares right. if George Hill only played twelve minutes tonight? They got Giannis, you know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it, it, it's, it's it's always a thing, you know. It, it always happens, and then. And then a couple other things. Uh, the front office stuff. There's a couple of front office questions. Uh, the majority of people think that the, the front office was solid. That you know, you know, yeah, the all season signings didn't work out. Some of mm-hmm. them, but you, you made some trades and it fixed, kind of made things better. So and then, I said, I said yes as well. I said, oh no, the confident one. Uh, yeah, I said they most, did a solid job yeah, in off season. You know, the off season signings didn't work out, but. Regardless if it was directly or indirectly their plan, you still get credit for bringing in Lennon Baysmore. You know yeah. what I mean, and 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 Rashawn Holmes as well. So yeah, uh, yeah I I thought they did a solid job. Yeah, contrary and to I, what people you know still bring up with Luca and all this other stuff. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, and I hit on a couple of other ones. One of them about the direction of the team with the front office. More than half is not confident in the front office going forward, which I get. You know, I get. I think as long and I I think as long as the until the team is like a winning team, there's gonna mm-hmm. you know you're not people are gonna still be skeptical of Lade and what he's doing and why is you know I get it you know I don't right. think that's um you know that's a a surprising thing but probably my favorite one yeah uh, you know and then even with that for all like the Luke hate when you ask if they don't make the playoffs who do you blame they all blame the front office and the injuries. <laughs> mm. yeah i see that's where i disagree i think is that the one because i have all my answers on the sheet right here i don't see the other options was this the one where it said blame the players yeah the players were last i'm amazed amongst the fans how much the players on the king skate like yeah. no one blames them for anything <laughs> nothing unless you're I marvin mean, bagley yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin is the reason. Mar- I mean, you would swear Marvin was like Dwayne Shenses at this point. I mean, my God, they, I'm like, what the, What did Marvin ever do to you? 
Man got hurt. Man broke his hey, thumb. Hey, well, he, should, he should he should be in shape. You realize you can break your thumb and it has nothing to do with him being in shape. <laughs> he be doing Marvin dirty, man. I mean, hey, look, yeah, I mean when I was... say the players, that doesn't mean like to trash them, but I some of these guys, I thought they in in spurts, in spurts cuz I don't think they played trash, but I thought there was games where they could have played better. There were stretches where they could have played better. And yeah. I think a lot of them, you know, being around them, you know, uh, Harrison Barnes or Buddy Hield or something like that, I think a lot of them would look in the mirror. They're, they're pretty accountable. You know what I'm saying? Even though we talk about Buddy a lot, he's pretty accountable. Like, if he's not when hitting he shots, be. he'll be – Yeah, when he'll he say, like, be. hey, I'm not hitting shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, But then he'll, he'll, be, you know, but then he'll turn around and be like – Everybody else isn't playing. I'm like, no, buddy, you can't. You can't talk about defense and be like, no, nobody else is playing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You see, I didn't mention defense. I didn't mention his <laughs> yeah. defense quotes. Yeah, but yeah, but here, here, here might be my favorite one. Who is your favorite king? De'Aaron mm. Fox, overwhelmingly. Second, yes. Rashawn Holmes. Third, everyone's favorite king, almost Harry Giles. Let's go, H. Jizzle. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, like. I thought Buddy would be higher, but no. It's like Buddy is actually behind Harry. Yeah, Buddy was fourth. I'm su- thought- I'm I'm surprised Buddy's ahead of Bogey. I thought Bogey would be a little higher on that list. Yeah, but I was I mean, yeah, De'Aaron overwhelmingly. Then I was like Rashawn then came in and won over the But Kings fans love guys like Rashawn. Those, I mean, do. the hard worker. You know, maybe he's not the most. You know, he's not a superstar, but he mm-hmm. does all the little. You know, going back That's to why the they Scott love Bazemore. Pollard. Yeah. They love, you know, they love Bazemore for that, Scott too. Scott Pollard, Duck Christie. Yeah. Kings fans love those guys. So, that, I mean, I guess that it shouldn't be a surprise. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just funny that <laughs> Rashawn just came. And also part of it is that he's not Willie Cauley-Stein. That that's another thing. Yes, I, that's they could have started. He's got, the, uh, he's got the story with his mom too. His mom is you know very visual at the games and like always super positive and nice. So yeah. I think that's endeared itself to the fan base. Yeah, as well, I talked so. to his brother last week for a story when I was running the story. Yeah, so I think all that and then he's not Willie. <laughs> yes, I mean I, I just yes. think it, it's just he's not Willie. So to I, me that uh, was. I, I always talk all the time about like. Uh, positioning is a lot of you know life and stuff like that. So like Jerry Stackhouse going after Vince Carter in the 2000 dunk contest, you had mm-hmm. no shot. This is the exact opposite of that. This yeah, <laughs> this is the exact opposite of going after Vince Carter. This is like we could have we uh, we could have started center this year. Something. We could have started saying like, you know what? At least Jason and Kenny try. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As exactly. long as we took a charge against Montrez Harrell, we would have been good. Yeah. Yeah, who got the uh, the highest percentage of the all time favorite king? Webb. Yeah, Webb then. Webb, Webb then Paja then Demarcus then Paja. Yeah, it was wow. it was close. Paja passed Demarcus. I mean, I'm gonna keep it open. It's close, but right at the, lately, Paja passed Demarcus. I'm surprised that, um, and I love Demarcus, so it's not a personal thing. But I'm surprised Demarcus got on there in the top three. I'm definitely surprised Paige got in the top three, but I'm even more surprised that Mitch and my pick, Jason Williams, aren't higher. Yeah, Jason Williams is real low on this one. Mm. See, yeah, I also it, think it, people... I, I, yeah. Jason's my favorite. He's not the best by any means. Jason was my favorite. Jason, I, I said it before on this on this show, Jason and what he did in that year and a half took the franchise, the city, everything into a whole nother stratosphere. 
I started caring about shit. the Kings. I was like, who's this dude out here? Don't, I was like, whoa, who's this yeah. dude? Jason yeah. probably maybe, I don't want to speak in hyperbole, but he might be, as far as like reputation and, you know, and, and putting him on the map, he might be the single most important King of all time. In that I think, respect. I think, I think Jason and Mitch are suffering from pre-social media bias. Mm, yeah. I, I think a lot of, I mean, I, 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 to this day, I don't think a lot of fans appreciate how good Mitch really was. Just because, just because, I mean, those teams weren't good, but it was also a different era. I mean, and Mitch was, I mean, Mitch is damn good. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why Jerry West spent years trying to swindle the Kings <laughs> to get him. <laughs> it wasn't because he's Jerry not was trying to make that move. He was trying to pull that, hey, I got a bag of basketballs and some nets and some <laughs> whistles. How about Mitch? <laughs> If Pete D'Alessandro was there, it might have worked. Oh, that's right, yeah, No y'all need for me man. to take that shot. Leave my man Pete alone. My man, <laughs> leave my man Pete alone. Shout out to I heard, Pete I heard uh, this came up. I was listening to something else, and they talked about uh, Pete when he was in Golden State or something, and I, I know the guy was talking about him or whatever, and I just talked about how like his name is Mud in Sacramento, and at least in my household. And I felt bad because he told me, he's like, Pete's like, hella nice like he's a nice dude like a really cool ass dude he may be not very good at that particular job but like he's hella nice so i kind of and i'll say this though too anyone in that i mean that was a very turbulent crazy time and i don't think and and i just knowing some of the backstories and everything that was going on Mm -hmm. i'll I'll just say it like this don't believe everything a man goes in front of a camera and says Mm. Just because mm. a guy says that was my call doesn't mean it was his call. Right. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's facts. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, there's a, I mean, and, and you know, I, I, even back then I had, you know, people mad at me and I know I, it was funny when Mully's wife was on Twitter telling me to stop saying that her husband fired the coach. And I'm like, <laughs> Wait, the owners, the, oh, I never told you that story. Where, Chris uh, Mullen? Chris Mullen's wife was angry with me because I wrote that Vivek said that Mully told him to fire Michael Malone. She clapped back on the Twitter. And she came at me. She was like, he did not say that. I was like, I'm telling you, I'm not saying Molly did it. Vivek said Molly did it. <laughs> it. I mean, that was a crazy time. I mean, I, you know, I, me and Pete were going back and forth. I mean, wow. <laughs> it was a crazy time. There was wow. this point. I'm, I, this is like something I've probably ever talked about before. There's a point where they were trying to convince me that Marcus was mad at me about what I was writing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> not, not knowing like you're talking to Demarcus as they're saying this. And it was, I mean, there was a whole lot of people saying things to not make the other person mad. I mean, yeah. I had, I should could have saved some of them voicemails I was getting from the Kings. Oh, jeez. I mean, it, it, cause I mean, it was, it got ugly just because the situation was so bad. I mean, whether it was from the moment we probably should do an episode just on that right there, just that whole period. Because I mean, yeah, we've been teasing I, it for a while, but we need story time, we should, with Jason. We, Jones. we should do that next in two weeks. Just that whole the whole Michael Malone period, just the whole yeah. the aftermath and when it happened. I said, "Oh my god, this is not going to be good in that locker room." And that and locker room went. That, to that was shit. that was crazy. That was that crazy. And was Mullen was there for that, right? Or was that yeah? Mully was Mullen? there. Mully was there. Mitch was still there. Uh, Pete was there. It was. I mean, there, there was just so. I mean, there was just so much chaos. And then for the longest, that was Mitch didn't fool with the. Fr- I don't know if he still does. I mean, I know he does TV but, work, but he didn't you, fool you, with the you, franchise because of that. This way, 
You've never seen Mitch and Golden One, have you? Mm. Damn. And that hurts Mar- me. Mar- marinate that on hurts that. Me. Marinate on that. You've that never seen Mitch me. Richmond in that building. Oh. But the last game at Arco, Mitch wasn't there. Oh. Yeah. Marinate on that. Two, you know, Webb has been, you know, but that, you know, that night, you know, the last game in that building, the two best players to ever play in that building weren't there. That's that's a problem. That's a problem. Like I'm I'm big on like you know, I'm a, you know, Niners fan, as everybody knows. And I a lot of people go back to how when Bulky and everything and Harbaugh was there, how everybody from the past was kind of shunned away from the franchise. And one of the things that at least makes people feel better about coming to work and feel better about being part of the organization is John Lynch and those guys brought everybody back. And they wanted to make it clear that Hey, anybody that has history with the Niners, you are welcome with open arms. We want you here. They'd send out invites, come to this game, be on the sidelines for this, this and that. And it really upsets me that the Kings and they don't have like a whole lot of history. So the history that you do have, like it should it should they should always be welcome. They should always feel good about being, you know, part around and and part of the organization. And and it's like it's frayed. There's some people that are. And some people that, like you said, haven't even stepped foot in the in the in the building. And it, to me, what's the crime and the shame is that people, if, if if you just like read, you would swear Mitch played for the Warriors for like ten years. <laughs> I mean, it's the Warriors like a are and a half. Yeah, the right. Warriors are always talking about Mitch. They had a damn Mitch Richmond night. I'm like, right. what the hell is this? <laughs> he was never an All Star here. Right. They got. Right. I mean, they, they they hype up Run TMC. Run TMC was fun, but Run TMC. Was a very small blip in the big scheme of things. Yeah. You know, when I was when I when Mitch went to the Hall of Fame, I wrote a big story about him, and I was looking at the numbers. I was like, I, I haven't told Mitch and Mullet. I talked to them both. I said, what's crazy is, for as much love as Run TMC gets in Oakland in the Bay, they weren't together that long. Mm-mm. They right. were not together that long, and it's crazy because I think the perception nationally is that Mitch was a warrior. Right. Yeah. And and he wasn't a because I mean because a lot of it goes to run TMC and then and Mitch finally got a ring but Mitch got the ring as a Laker, yeah, and the, and his and, time in Sacramento that's that's when Michael Jordan was giving him the cosign like you yeah know, this is the hardest matchup I you know I face you know any any time I go up against them and man I would and, like, yeah I'm a, you know you know I know it was been a rough you know year for Mitch you know his son passed away before, you know, early yeah, man. Over, you shout know, out so, to Mitch I mean, man prayers yeah, up like I said it, Mitch is one of my you know favorite guys I've dealt with I just would love to see him get the love in Sacramento I think he deserves because yeah mean, that's why so that's yeah going back to the original point that's what yeah surprises me about that uh about that 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 question on your survey because like I said Mitch I was 11 12 13 years old Mitch was that Dude, like Mitch was an automatic bucket and I mean, he, he got lock you up like he was that guy. And like I said, the Jordan cosign, do you know that was like uh, <laughs> for an 11, 12 year old, that was almost like parade worthy. Like, yo, we need to throw a parade for this man. He got the Jordan cosign, like especially and at for that him time, to be like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, because people forget yeah. the, the years before. The Kings were so bad. They had that crazy losing, like what, 40-something road game losing streak. They were, they were, They were a joke. Right. And when Mitch, you no, know, Mitch was the one good thing about them for years. And then he got traded, he got flipped for Webb, you know, and, you know, props to Jeff for making that deal. 
You also got Webb because Webb, they, they, there was some, you know, basically some shit, you know, it wasn't. Right. Imagine that the withers weren't the, or the whatever they were at the time. The bullets were had instability. <laughs> imagine that. But, <laughs> right. you know, you get you get. And, him, and, and, and to be fair, that that that's why, I, like you said, maybe the social media thing about it um, with Mitch and Jason, you know, there maybe there are victims of that, because looking back at that time, that was probably resoundly um talked down about in this city like it was like a hundred percent everybody was like no don't trade mitch and definitely don't trade him for chris weber this malcontent like they lost it they lost it i can't even think of a like people went crazy about the demarcus thing it wasn't even half of what it was out here when mitch got traded like they we were done we were we were like oh we're done now you know what I mean? So for him to come in fifth or sixth, you know, after people, you know, had that type of love for him and everything, that yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Come on, guys. Come on. Do yeah. do your Googles. Do your YouTube deep dives. Mitch, he was on the cover of NBA Live. All right, we had a Kings player on the no, cover gonna, of NBA Live. No, I'm gonna do, no, no, I'm gonna do before the end of this year. I'm gonna rock a Mitch Richmond jersey. I'm gonna Let's find go. me a. I'm gonna rock a Mitch Richmond jersey. That'll be the first Kings jersey I've ever purchased. Let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Mitch <laughs> Richmond jersey. I would have bought a Demarcus one after the trade, but they got rid of all of them. <laughs> oh Jesus! But I I, I, I will. Damn. I, I, I went to the store after I got back from the uh, trade. They were like, oh, "All his stuff is gone." I'm like, "What the hell did you guys do with it?" <laughs> oh, we got told to pull that. I was like, "The dude's not a criminal. What the hell?" <laughs> but I will rock him. I will rock Mitch Richmond gear. Kings Damn. fans, you heard it here. I will rock Mitch Richmond gear. We need I, that, that on the I, IG. Where's the, where's the, Mr. Jones LBC on IG? Yeah, we, we need I that. I will rock Mitch Rich. I will rock Mitch Richmond gear. Matter of fact, if somebody wants to buy the jersey for me, I wear two X in the jerseys. Oh. Every, <laughs> everybody, uh, you know, take your take your uh, your twelve twelve hundred and you know spend spend two hundred to get Jason's take jersey. Your, take your stimulus money, get me that Mitchell and Ness Rich, Mitch Richmond jersey. Yeah, I, will, no. I, I will. I should do a poll. I'll let the fans pick which Mitch jersey I get. Oh, you know the the one. That was another thing that came up, and I, I know we're pressed on time a little bit, but yeah. the the jersey, the nine choices, pick three or whatever, I, oh, that that royal blue that they brought back this year, oh, that's a tough jersey right there. That is a I, tough I, one right there. I, I like, like both it. of the. I like both of the blues. I like the baby blue too. I like the names on the bottom. It gave them character. Me too. Me too. The only yeah. one I accidentally despised was that forty ounce malt liquor gold jersey. <laughs> The men on a mission joint. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, not only did it look like a can of beer, you you go to purple and gold after the Lakers kicked your ass? What the hell? Oh, man. That You're started gonna... a string of uh, bad decisions by the Maloose. I was like, you can't go to that color after the Lakers beat you. They were doing some wild stuff. Remember the was... Maloof Cup jersey, the neon green and purple joint? They didn't wear it in the game, obviously, but they were like selling these things. I was like, "What's what's wrong with these guys?" I was like, "You cannot go to. I don't. I don't care if it's not the same purple and gold. You cannot do that. You cannot trash. You cannot go to that color after losing to them. I mean, that'd be like that'd be like the Lakers debuting a green alternative jersey after losing (laughs) to the Celtics. No, they would riot. Like we're not wearing this. Yeah." You yeah, know, that's, that that's was, when it yeah. started to spiral down here for the good old man. Yeah, that, you know, p- people want to point to the web injury and other. No, things started going bad when they came out looking like a can of a can of uh, malt liquor. When they came out looking like a can uh, of old E, 
I'm, I'm telling like, y'all, oh, yeah. when this goes up, for you guys that don't know, Jason, I know Jason knows, we talked about it before, is out here looking like Mabel and Moe, men on a mission, with them gold jerseys. <laughs> All I needed was someone to drop an elbow. <laughs> you know, I just said, this is just, this is not good. This is not good. And like I said, I, I, was just, I said, I felt bad for the fans. I'm like, and some of y'all actually bought that jersey. Come on, man. Come I was on, like, come on, really? Here? I'm like, what are we what doing, doing out here? I'm like, you know, I'm like, t- we want to keep the kids off the alcohol. You don't want the kids <laughs> thinking it's okay. I was like, every time I looked at that jersey, I was like, dang, they should come in a brown paper bag. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> well, Jason, the survey was, I thought it was great. I loved it. I thought it was great yeah, for I'll the be, time being and, you know, I'll got us kind of back to Kings that, basketball. I'll be writing that up this week, writing something up about all the results and kind of my take on it, you know. And like I said, I've, I've put myself out there. I, I, I got to go get a Mitch jersey now. So, Come on, we got to make it happen, baby. Let's make it happen, it on, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it on my socials. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 ask the people, hey, which Mitch Richmond jersey should your boy get? What's, I'm going to go to MitchellandNest.com and see what they got. Did they got anything? If not, Well, Kings. I've been looking. They only got one. And it's which and one? it's a it's a one that people love. It's that uh, alternate jersey, the purple and black joint with the checkers on the side. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll rock that. Okay. That's a tough jersey. That's a tough jersey, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, I, and, you know, right. and I'll, yeah. I, I'm going to... That'll be my that'll be my pledge to Kings fans. I'm gonna rock because since, since since I believe Mitch don't get the love he deserves, I'm gonna start the love. I'm gonna give Mitch some love myself personally, and we're gonna we get go. this ball rolling. You know, we you know we gonna get this ball rolling. Y'all gonna stop not y'all, y'all gonna respect the greats. I you know what, what did J Cole say? Always give props to the legends. Y'all gonna give Mitch his props. You gonna give him his flowers while he's still here, man. Get that man his flowers while he's still here. I ain't gonna stand for this shit no more. We're gonna give Mitch his props. You know, we ain't we ain't gonna stand for this. Mitch that's gonna be my last words for this. Mitch Richmond is not a Golden State Warrior. He's a Sacramento King. Thank you. Thank you. I don't even claim I don't even put the Lakers ahead of that. I'm like, he is a king. It's like Thank I don't you. care how many teams he plays for. He is a king. He is. I'm like the fact that the Warriors show him so much love, and it's like, mm, Zach, no, no, we're not doing that no more. Y'all no, don't respect number two, Richmond. number two needs that respect. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the pan, the campaign right now. We need to mend these fences, man. We need. I need. I need Mitch. You know, when he's not working for you know on TV, I need him on on court side. We need to mend these fences, man. Anybody that's yeah, listening that that can do something about that. Let's let's mend these fences, man. Mitch needs to be yeah, yeah. on court side a lot, you know, a lot more, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, real quick before we get out of here, I have to ask you, um, WrestleMania thirty six. How'd you enjoy it? I mean, considering there was nothing on TV, it was it was it's weird not having fans there. It is just so weird, weird to watch with no to not see you know. But it's like if you know now you see you can really cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you can really see getting you. exposed out here. You can see who's really a good talker, and shout out to politics and money being a big oh factor. And somehow, money talks. That the, yeah, that the WWE is an essential business. Money imagine, talks. Out here, imagine Jesus. being a church telling you, being told you shouldn't gather, but WWE is essential. <laughs> and don't forget about uh, Fight Island. <laughs> that uh, that's gonna get the okay as well, but oh, Dana gosh. White, boy, man, and getting these friends in high places, you get to do yeah. whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, but I, um, it, it, to me, it just sucked that you know you don't like Drew McIntyre doesn't get the whole celebration yeah. and the. That's fireworks. the thing that stood out to me is you Drew, know, like he just, Drew's he just, moment. He just wins the title when it's like over. It's like uh, okay, right. he. It was. I, I mean, some of the like a match like that or like Strowman, you need fans to kind of make that moment. And it was like, 
Okay, you know, I was I was I was disappointed in the Baszler match because I thought yeah, they could have been a much. Weird. I thought they just made that match too weak. But I, I I get it. You're trying to set it up for down the road, so maybe when Shayna come, no, you come back later, you make Shayna a bigger heel. But I was like, that, that they could have put on a much better match. If they would have been if they would have booked it differently. Yeah. You know. And uh, also, I appreciate the effort, but Kevin Owens almost killing himself. I mean, I mean, my goodness. Kevin my goodness, kills himself every WrestleMania. <laughs> my, Yo, like, yeah. At least, at least on the other WrestleManias, it seems like he goes into like a, uh, you know, whatever they have, you know, uh, you know, where Shane always, well, Shane jumps off yeah. the hell in a cell, but like there's some kind of cush in there or whatever. This guy went from like 25 feet onto the table. All right, I mean, wait, wait a minute, relax there, Kev, KO. You know, it was it was great yeah. to see, but my goodness, and, that and was those, crazy. You know what? Those moments feel scarier with no crowd. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I like, was like, hold like, on, brother, Kevin, what are you doing? Don't, oh lord, he's going to jump. Oh my god, <laughs> Kevin just jumped. Oh, I, you know, I mean, it was, I, you know, but I think, I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate what they are doing. AEW, I appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, what they're doing because like I said it gives us something to look at, and you know, and. You know the way the world is right now. I'll, I, I'll take my entertainment. Just hope no one's getting, you know, that no one else gets sick. You know, that's yeah. all I hope for. You know, that's, you that's know, for putting, sure. that's finally for sure. putting Montez Ford's wife on Raw with him. Finally, you know, let's go, Bianca you know? Belair. Shout out to her, man. Yeah. Hopefully they push her right. Yeah, you know, they buried her and they wouldn't let her win the title on NXT. But you know, we'll see. But yeah, I, I'm all yeah. for. You know, I'm all. I'm all for it. So no doubt, no doubt. All right, man. So we'll be back. In two weeks, when I come, when we come back, um, the survey was just like I said, it was such a good idea, and it was such great content created, a lot of uh, dialogue. We were going to talk about the Kings off season, you know, the roster, what they want to do with the roster and the draft. We're going to talk about that this episode, but we'll push that the next episode. Since yeah, we gave look- you guys like three episodes of non Kings talk, I guess we can go back to back with <laughs> with Kings yeah. talk. For, yeah, and for a luckily we got we got a lot of time, so we mm, if, we, we, if, if we if we if we get to the off season next month, we still got plenty of time. Plenty I don't think of time. I don't think we're playing games anytime soon. I've I've already mentally canceled my summer league. You know, I love summer league. You no, know, I've already in yeah. my head said there ain't gonna be no summer league. So. Jason, hey. on a scale of one to ten, um, ten being it's not going to happen. Um, where are you on the season? The NBA coming back? I'm on like an eight. I'm like on to be a seven. With you. I'm on a six, seven. I I think just that if they can, I'm getting. I think I think because the season was so late, if they tried that whole pod isolation thing, you could mm. do it if you started the playoff. Because right now you've already then you've eliminated half the people who would be there. But even yeah. still, it's like. All you need, cause even with that, the, the story about the WWE person who, who tested positive for uh, COVID nineteen, they said that person went and had dinner with some friends that worked at a hospital. So all you need is one person Jeez. to break out, to break away, then right. boom, everyone's exposed. So I just, yeah. I'm leaning more and more toward there's not going to be any more. But I, I just think that if, especially when you've got the public, you know, pressure from you know our government, some people saying that we need to have something, which I don't agree with. I don't think right. any of these Relax, guys should everybody. risk. <laughs> Relax. I don't, I, I'm not asking. I mean, put it this way: I thought the Lakers had a chance to win a championship, and I love the I love LA. I don't want I don't mm. want LeBron and them to risk their lives for me to be happy vicariously through them. I don't yeah. want anyone to risk getting sick so that I can see Giannis go against the Celtics. I, I, I miss I, I miss sports I as much as anybody in this world, but. I'm okay. I've survived. 
You yeah, know what I'm saying? I wouldn't like, I wouldn't risk my life for them like that. I wouldn't be like, you know what? If I gotta go and go risk catching the virus to write a story, no, I'm not no, I'm not doing it. We can talk on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> the other aspect though, the other aspect of it is that bag. Everybody's missing on the bag, so that may yeah, that may push the, some and, people and into, other, to, to taking that that's chance. The other, that's the other part I just read online where he said Clayton Kershaw said he's not in favor of any idea where he would be away from his family for five months. So you're going to have players fighting this notion, you know, and yeah. but, but, you know, hey, do you quarantine a whole family, get a whole t- at the MGM or whatever at the win, right. then then transport them in a sanitized. But I don't know what you do. It's but crazy. To me, it's crazy. To me, that's not even the biggest issue right now. I, I'm, I'm still amazed how many people are, are in my mind so selfish to be like, oh, they can just play somewhere because I want to be entertained. Man, you bet if you don't get yourself on some Netflix or something and shut up. <laughs> seriously <laughs> seriously man get on get on these sticks man get on your ps4 ps5 coming out later this year whatever the case may be it, it, the moral of the story is we've got time to talk about other stuff because games ain't coming back right. for a little bit if, if they're doing right, right. right. so right. we'll get into all that man jason first of all uh we we can get into this next episode too but welcome home Okay, welcome home. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and I'll, your boy, I'll talk your, to your you boy, next week. Yeah, your boy had the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from '85 work, and I had, I had to, I had, to, I had, to, I had to get rid of it. It was the hairline was not working. I had my ceiling was missing. It all came together all at the same time. No I said, oh, ceilings, Lord. and he ain't talking Lil Wayne. Everybody, he's not I had, talking I, Lil I, Wayne. I had no, no. I was pulling up with my ceiling missing. Kids laughing at me. <laughs> my, my kids found an old wave cap. Said, "Daddy, what is this for?" I'm like, "Leave me alone." <laughs> ain't no, ain't no Ray Allen challenge on the uh, throne room breakdown. No, not I'm out job. here. I'm out, I'm out here getting my scalp tanned now. You know, <laughs> you know, gonna be a whole new look when the season come back. All right, man. Well, you stay safe out there, and uh, everybody else stay safe out there. We'll we'll, we'll see you guys in two weeks. All right, we're going, y'all. Y'all be good out there.